another episode of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. My name is Steven Dutzman. I'm your host, as always, and I am joined by three of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Um, it's episode 293 this week. How wild is that? Um, Incredible. Cruising. Going um, right along. And it wouldn't be an episode without Mecha Mom in the chat. She throws a yo. Uh, just to introduce everybody in audio land, uh, I am joined by my good buddy, the man behind the curtain, the the great wizard, John Tomlinson. John, how are you, sir? Uh, I brought on Ragnarok. Oh, well, you did? All right, well, you know, it happens, you know. <laughs> I, I finished it the other day. It do, so. it do be like that sometimes. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, I'm still here, so it couldn't have been that bad. Um. <laughs> On his side of the screen um, is probably my very best friend in the whole wide world, Amanda Farrow, the Princess of Power. How are you? Oh, it's podcast week, baby. Podcast I'm amazing. Week. And last week was a great Thanksgiving week for you. I saw pictures of you and, and a bestie from uh, from the great frozen north. You thawed him out and brought him down to uh, New Jersey and did like New York I stuff. I did. I did. We did touristy things, and it was really great. Last night, I even dragged him to Times Square. I mean, I know you love doing the touristy things. I do. When, it, when it's, like, important. Yeah. And... I mean, like, I, I don't do them on my own. Yeah, exactly. So I got I to gotta take friends and family to do it. Exactly. Because you're a local. You need an excuse to do touristy things. So exactly. I'm glad that you were able to thaw your friend out. And Me too. And bring him to also cold place because man, the Northeast has been unseasoned. The little cold. frigid. Yeah, it has been. Um, I don't know. There's no real segue of calling things frigid to talking about uh, the mistress of magnificence, otherwise known as Mom, who is not frigid. Who no. is warm as heck. Warm, wonderful. The antithesis of frigid. Not well. Not sick. Still, Thank still stay shaking the remnants. That cold kicked me down hard, but it's all right. I'm back up, kicking back, and my <laughs> voice is mostly back. <laughs> few, there are a few things more. Uh, there, there are a few things sturdier on this earth than a first grade teacher. Um, That's true. also true. So you can't I'm, scare me. I'm a teacher. There's few things <laughs> sturdier than that, and um, so uh, Thanksgiving was last week. It is, um, and so it is rapidly approaching the end of the year. So quick programming note, last, uh, next, the next episode of the podcast. So next week is a stream week. Um, and the week after that will be, uh, I believe it's the 14th. I think is the day it is. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the 13th, it will actually be our last podcast of 2022, which is crazy to me. Um, because this year has been both two weeks long and 10 years long simultaneously. <laughs> True. Um, so uh, next episode, we are going to declare uh, it's going to be, we're not going to do the normal rigmarole. We're, we're going to talk about our games of the year. Um, and we're doing it a little differently this year. We're going to do our game of the year by ESRB rating. So we're going to start at E, work our way up to M. We're not going to do AO. I mean, I know I say we're going to do one for every rating um, within reason. Um, and this is just to give, I think it's going to give an opportunity for extra games to shine that might not have otherwise. Because there are a lot of great games that came out this year. And um, and that, so that's going to be, and we're going to do board games too. Linda and I have a complicated 
rubric of arbitrary decisions that the two of us are going to make. Um, and we'll come up with some uh, with something. We're going to PAX Unplugged this weekend. So uh, she and I will have plenty of opportunity to talk about it on the drive to and from Philadelphia. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And we'll come back in the new year to talk about our most anticipated games of 2024, or 2023 rather. Um, otherwise known as, listen to Steve yell about Zelda for an hour. Um, and, and that's okay. That's okay. Are you guys ready for a whole year of me yelling about Zelda again? Um, we haven't done that for five years. It's, um, and Amanda's Was I like, even here last time? I wasn't even here last time. You weren't. You it was weren't. Really a year yeah. away from us meeting. Um, yeah. It's, how wild is that? How wild wow. is that? So that's crazy. weird. Fair warning. Um, I'm There's a lot of yelling. I am insufferable. You're insufferable? Um, Does that mean that I get to poke at you a lot? Yep. Oh, yeah. Go for it. I'm pretty insufferable. Um, <laughs> Mega Mom in the chat saying she's still trying to get all the Korax for Breath of the Wild. I mean, listen, you still got like a probably a year. My guess is, well, we'll talk about it later. My guess is it's not coming out before the summer. I think it's going to be in the fall. But that's just me. Um, the uh, I'm probably going to be wrong. I'm not a betting man anymore. Um, so... The, uh, so that is the programming notes. Very exciting programming notes, I like to think. Um, let's get to work. Um, lots of video games. Um, let's talk a little bit about Pokemon. A- anybody in this room play the Pokemon Scarlet and the Pokemon Violet? Not yet. So it's just nope. the beat? I, can do I have it. not we'll played it, it we'll yet. It I've, honestly, I've honestly been avoiding it, believe it or not, because mm-hmm. I'm terrified it's bad. So, so tell me everything so that I can feel better. So, it, I mean, it's broken. <laughs> I mean, oh, I no. Heard. I have been hearing that there's some flaws. Okay. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is, it's not great. The game itself, functionally, like Pokemon itself, is great. The skeleton of Pokemon. You pick your dude. You go out and you go on a wild, you know, madcap adventure. You fight really stupid monsters. Um, you know, whatever. You capture them. You make a stupid team. You know, you fight the elite. Like, all that. Th- that stuff is all there, and that stuff is all great. The oldest rolled credits on it in three days. He loved that core adventure. He really liked, you know, the 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 moving into the open world. The, the fact that, you know... You have these three different quest lines. His only criticism is that it didn't have scaling, meaning um, like he was still kind of stuck going from place to place, even though so it was kind of the open world was a little bit of an illusion. Um, but that's okay, I think. Um, what he did is he just did them all out of order. He skipped the first gym and went to the second gym and gave himself an extra hard fight for all of the gyms until he got to the until he ran out and then he went to the first one and just steamrolled it because it was still stuck at, like, level 5 or whatever, and he had, like, level bajillion Pokemon. Um, so, uh, but graphically speaking, all the things that we see, all the videos on the Twitter or on the Hive or wherever, all of them are true. <laughs> it's like Han Solo. Okay. It's all true. All of it. Um, it's a hot mess. The question mark is, and this is going to be for every human being that plays this game, are they going to take away from your fun? 
Some people, absolutely, as soon as the frame rate stutters, they're out. And okay. I'm, not, I'm not here to criticize that. If you were the kind of person where a hitchy frame rate or a weird graphical glitch, if that's going to make you mad, then do not play this game. If you see weird graphical stupidity and stuff and you laugh about it, then you can play this game. And it's really, it, it, you're one of those, it's one of those two things. We have all done some incredibly stupid things in Bethesda games. We've been tra- trapped in elevators. We've gotten buried under the ground and been like a walking head. We've done all that. You are not wrong. And we let that go in a lot of cases. We did. Yeah, because, we did. And so on some level, and, and part of that is because it's stupid. It's like, okay, the horse just got punted across the map. That's silly. But there are people who get mad at that. If you're the kind of person that's going to get mad at a Bethesda game, do not do this. Um, that's it. I mean, Mega Mom in the chat saying they're better graphic, better animation in 1995. Oof. I mean, I mean, yeah, the, I I get what you're saying, Steve, and I I, I half agree. I I still think that it's 2022. And these are I hear the argument you're making. I want you to make it, and then I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a rebuttal. And it's time for the next switch. We need the Switch Pro and something that could handle this, because as as all these Pokemon fans, they want the new thing, but they're limited to the Switch. Well, I mean, it is true. The Switch is a potato. There's really no way around it. The Switch is a potato. We make jokes about games playing on toasters at this point the switch is a toaster um and it does i mean and we're going to be making some very significant recommendations about like whether or not it's worth buying a switch next year right like do you buy it do we wait do we tell people you know what you know only replace if it's broken you know don't you know whatever because you're right we do need another switch it's time for them to improve the hardware i think that's probably going to happen but it, it's 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 one of but, two things. It's it's improve the hardware or allow someone else to hold Pokemon, like well, someone else to have that on their platform. Because otherwise, well, it's just not going to handle it. I mean, that ain't going to happen. But, <laughs> I know, um, I know, I know. I digress. There's also an issue of uh, there's like five people working on Pokemon. It's not actually five, but for a triple A game, like for a game that is supposed to be like one of the pillars of gaming. There are not enough people working on that. Um, I would like to think that they could afford a few more developers um, and a few more a developers bit. that make a 3D bit. games. Yeah. Because, like, There's they've, that. they've gotten away yeah. with not doing that. And they've got these great developers, these awesome designers who are used to making essentially a board game, and now they're expected to make an open-world RPG. Like, listen, you don't do that just by accident. So hire some people. So with that said... The real question is whether or not the Pokemon company, Nintendo, that conglomerate that owns this shenanigans, is going to listen to the dollars, because Pokemon, Scarlet and Violet, made a ton of money, sold a whole bunch of copies, um, or are they going to pay attention to the consumer sentiment? Which I know, there are AI tools that allow you to verify consumer sentiment on places like Twitter, social media, etc. And so the, the consumer sentiment that I can read... 
is that there are some very staunch defenders, but even the staunch defenders of that game are like, oof, it's a little busted. And when Reb Valentine gives you a six at IGN. <laughs> Something is bad. Because, yeah, she. I mean, I, and I don't think, and I, I, I mean, she would not have done that, considering I've listened she to her talk about it. She would not have. She wouldn't have done it if it wasn't. I mean, it was painful to put that number on that in that box or wherever the hell they do it in their CMS. So, I so that with that said, there are two worlds. If that stuff makes you laugh, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. I thought it was great. I mean, I'm enjoying myself so far. I haven't put a ton of time in it because I never put a ton of time into the Pokemon games. But um, from what I, it's funny. It's, it's neat. I like the open world aspect of it. I like the Pokemon being on the around when you're fighting battles and stuff. But like, you know, it's kind of a whatever. Um, but if, if that stuff makes you mad, run. Don't spend, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. See, the other problem on top of this is that it's going to be a $60 game for a while. Forever. Because it's got to be Switch. Yeah, even used, like, you're lucky if it drops down to 40 Or if you get it on a Black Friday or Christmas sale for, like, $40 each game. And there's two of them that you have to buy to complete your Pokedex. Well, I mean, so, because of, like, Wonder Trading and stuff, you really don't need to do that. You can finish your collection without both games. It's just that's the only way you can do it independently. Yeah. But still, as someone who went out and bought two copies of that game on launch day because... It was for work, okay? <laughs> um, and I had three kids that all wanted to play it, right? And me. Yep. So oh, that's fair. The, I mean, we have it, I think, yeah. but I just haven't played it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not a priority. Um, so that's where we're at. Obviously, we'll talk about it more. Obviously, we'll talk about it more. But now I want to talk about an actual priority. And then we'll, we'll we'll just take another moment because um, I know Amanda played a cool narrative game um, because that's what she does. She just knows of the cool narrative. It's game. the only it's the only game I can talk about that's not redacted. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, there's that. I know. I always yeah. love I love when you say that you played something redacted because what that means is like three or four months later you can actually tell me not redacted. I can actually talk I about go, it. Whoa, yeah. how cool is that? Um. I want to talk. I, I would just like somebody set a timer. I need two minutes. Do you actually want a timer? Do it. The teacher's got you. The teacher, I yeah. Got me. I want to talk about World of Warcraft Dragonflight, and I'm just taking two minutes. World of Warcraft Dragonflight is like coming home. Period. Um, I started playing World of Warcraft again during the pandemic and I played through the tail end of battle for Azeroth, which was, <clears throat> it had its issues. I played through shadowlands, which almost destroyed my guild. Like was just release cadence, hot mess, all sorts of stuff. Um, we literally sent players to hell, um, in, within that cosmology. Um, world of Warcraft Dragonflight is like coming home. It's a sword and sorcery fantasy game with fantasy characters with freaking dragons in it. Um, and the actual act of flying dragons rules. Um, and I believe 
that the philosophy of like the change, the way they're making that game, um, they showed what they wanted to do towards the end of last expansion, and it is proven now. So, if you were somebody that's a lapsed player, I think this is a reasonable time to come on back because, like I said, World of Warcraft Dragonflight is like coming home in all of the best ways. Boom. That's it. You had 50 seconds left. Well done. Wow. Is that one minute? I mean, listen, like you can make a dragon person now and that's pretty rad. That's super cool. Uh, And the only problem with the dragon people is they're kind of spindly. Like there are a lot of people that like really want like the rock in dragon form and you can't make that. They're very like very spindly. You know, it looks like they kind of it really looks like they're kind of walking on air when they run. They kind of like prance on their on their toes. Um, With that said, (laughs) they like breathe fire and do cool dragon stuff. Um, And they put a lot of cool accessibility stuff in there. Like you can play with a controller now. Um, And they like very cool. Lots of lots of accessibility options that were not in there before. So like, which is something that they needed. Um, So anyway. I know I've now since gone over two minutes because Linda stopped the timer. But um, so that's it. World of Warcraft Dragonflight it launched yesterday. I don't want to say how many hours of Dragonflight I have played since yesterday. Um, <coughs> we don't need to talk about that. We don't need to talk about it. But it was it was a fair amount. To your version of Bruno, we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk. We don't yeah, talk about my. Is. We do not talk about my slash played. Okay, we don't do that. Oh yeah, no, we don't talk about my slash played with Civ Six either. We don't. Oh we don't talk God. About it. You know what? I wonder. One day, one day I'm going to come to your house and we're going to we're going to do the slash plate on your Civ versus my World of Warcraft, and we're going to compare them, and then we'll like just hold each other and cry. I think we both will. We'll have to go upstairs. We'll have to pour a little bit of scotch, and then we'll cry a little, and we'll be like, Um, "We are hopeless dorks." Hopeless dorks. Um, Well, that detail's been established for all of us for a while. It's true. Um, It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, so, Amanda. Yes. Tell me about this Beacon Pines thing. Because I'm going to be honest, I feel like I should know this game because I am friends with you. But I, I don't. I played the demo when it first came out on Steam Next Fest. And that's when I was streaming, right? I haven't okay. streamed in, like, many months. It's been a long, long time since I've streamed because I just don't have the space bar right now. Even though my background is immaculate, I just... There are three people sharing an office, so streaming is not super... It's hard. It's not going to happen. It's very hard. So I played Beacon Pines when it originally came... When the demo came out on NextFest, I streamed it. It is a it is an animated, beautiful visual novel that's also an adventure game. Okay. And in this beautiful adventure game interactive visual novel... You are solving the mystery of Beacon Pines through putting together different kinds of sentences. So there is a narrator, and the narrator is telling the story that you are crafting and you are going through in this beautiful little village, trying to figure out what's rotten in Beacon Pines. And there are a number of different endings and a number of different pathways that you can take, a number of different decisions that you can make based on words that you collect through your adventures. And the words that you collect really do affect the outcome of the story itself. So when 
when I went in and I started playing it, like I picked up the word, what was it? Tickly, I think. Because I ran through a field of dandelions. So it was like, oh, it's tickly, right? I leaned against, you know, uh, a wall or something like that. And I picked up the word chill. And so those are the kinds of things that you do in the game Beacon Pines is you go and you interact with people, you interact with objects, you interact with spaces, and you get to collect these words. And the words fill in sentences in this narrator's book so that you can shape the story however you want. And in some cases, the choice will be right and the story will continue. And in other cases, everything stops and you have to go back. And you have to figure out which word you missed in order to make the story go forward. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It was one of the first games I installed on my shiny new Steam Deck. So. Oh, you got a Steam Deck, did you? I did get a Steam Deck. It was, it was time. I kept looking over at the men folk playing their Steam Decks and being like, (laughs) I wish I was playing on a Steam Deck. And then I thought, I could. <laughs> I'm an adult with real dollars. I have money. I can do this. So that's yeah. what I went and I did. I was just like, I'll take one Steam Deck, Mr. Mr. Steam Man, Mr. Valve Man. I'll take my Gabe gear. <laughs> Your Gabe <laughs> gear. Oh, my gosh. I remember when we called it that and we were like, this is silly. Remember when like they announced it and we were like, this is going to be wild. Nobody's going to have these. I was Remember when I said boldly? That I was excited to buy my Steam Deck for thirteen dollars when Valve discontinued it. Guess who's not ever going to be able? To They're get not a Steam ever going to do that. This because... is their first successful, successfully launched long-term peripheral. Yep. I mean, other than the VR one. Oh, I guess the Index as well. But when was the last time you heard anything about the Index? Never. But no, the Steam Deck. So for for the people listening, Amanda, what the hell is a Steam Deck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine a Nintendo Switch, but I'm it's not it. made by Nintendo. It's, okay. it's honestly, it's like having a little portable computer. Like, what's not like little, little, but it's like having a little gaming PC in your hands. Yeah. Because it plays your Steam games. And if you're smart, you can figure out how to put Xbox Game Pass on there, too. So there's a lot of really cool things that you can do with a Steam Deck. For me, I'm just like, I just want to play Potionomics and Vampire Survivors and Beacon Pines and Disney Dreamlight Valley. Vampire. Oh, man. Vampire Survivors on a Steam Deck. Oh, no. That's the first time. The first time I ever played Vampire Survivors was on a Steam Deck. Oh. Oh, it ruined me. Ruined me. Now I want to see it's It's my Vampire Survivors machine, but I haven't installed Vampire Survivors yet because I figure it's going to eat my life. Oh, my God. Um, so it is um, – well, thank you for that explanation. Linda, uh, have Amanda send you some pictures because they are I, – I just I just Googled because I'm like, okay. It's really yeah. cool. It's really cool. Okay. They're Glad really my cool. child doesn't hasn't asked for this yet. Yeah. Yet. Or your husband. Mm-hmm. He just got a PS5. He's he's good for Oh uh, yeah, he's good. Like for another now. week. Yeah. Yeah. We one more, yeah, one more week. There it is. So that's finish. the problem with it. it. It costs as much as a PS5 or a, a Series X. It, so it like it's very pricey. So it, it is a you know, if gaming is a luxury, 
this steam deck is. is the luxury of the luxuries much akin yeah. to like getting a vr headset yeah it yeah. is not for everybody nintendo switch for everybody yeah. steam deck not so much i mean that's yeah. one of the yeah. reasons why we really haven't done a ton of coverage on the steam deck itself however um you know, we do have VR stuff on the website now, so uh, you know, maybe, Ew. maybe in the beginning of the year, uh, it'll be time for us to put out some kind of content regarding this recommendations for the Steam Deck because you know, you never know. Um, we do have an EFG Con coming in mid-January, so maybe we will deal with Me that too. then. Um, so, um, all right, I got to talk about Soccer Story very interested in this um i don't think oh. you're gonna like what i have to say oh boy so that's a slow warm-up hey so like golf story happened a while back and like oh for sure everybody loved it because it was like golf but it was like weird and like it was just a little it was it was an RPG with where the combat mechanics were golf. And that was neat. Um, and since then, a lot of people have been trying to kind of follow that lead. And Well, they made a sports story, wasn't it? Sports story is coming out soon. Soon. Okay, I thought it was out already. It, I know it's close. It, like in the next weeks? Week, within the next week or so, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, but that's the company that made Golf Story. Um, this is a different company, and this is Soccer Story. So it's basically an attempt at Golf Story, but it's a, but it's soccer. Like soccer. It's an attempt. The what if it was Hockey Story? Have, Would Hockey is, Story make it better? No. So the, here's the problem. Here's the problem. <laughs> like, that's rough stuff, bud. It looks. It's very cute. You know, I, I played a bunch of this with the general sitting next to me, actually. And, you know, it you boot it up, and it's adorable, right? Like, you're building a team. All the teams have to have an animal mascot. And, you know, there's like, you know, there's, there's like a stupid story, but I wasn't expecting, you know, I wasn't expecting God of War Ragnarok narrative. You know what I mean? Like. My next game. They, like, set it up, and you're, like, building okay. a team. The, it, the thing that that I struggle with is like with golf story, there was a lot of like environmental puzzles because you're just playing golf everywhere. Right. Yeah. Um, they tried that here, but th the problem is like the visual language that they use to tell you that there are puzzles happening and how to do stuff was just, it felt really busy. It was very difficult. I, I just, I got really frustrated really fast, which, um, I normally like dumb things, right? Like, and I struggled with this one because, you know, they're like, you need to wake this guy up. I'm like, what am I, what do you mean I got to wake this guy up? And there was no, the landscape didn't direct me where to go. Eventually I had to just Google it. And inexplicably, I would have just, I just had to wander into a part of the map. And I really don't like, you know, I don't like that kind of game where I am expected to just wander around aimlessly until I find the solution and then apply that solution to the problem. 
Um, that is not my ideal. I like my worlds to be a little bit more crafted, or I like them to be random, right? Like, right. procedural generation, it's not random, but, like, procedural generation is what it is. But if I'm going to be in a crafted world with environmental puzzles and stuff like that, I like it to lead me where I'm supposed to go and not expect me to just kind of do stuff. And everywhere I went, I also found an NPC who was like, hey, check out this kind of puzzle that's going to be out in the environment. If you can find more of them, I'll reward you. It's like, oh, come on. So, I can't. can't, Busy work. I can't. I can't recommend it. I really can't. They sent me a code. um, So, gratitude. Um, I, I really struggle to recommend this one. With that said, it is very cute. And if you're like OMG into soccer, um, maybe watch a YouTube video, maybe watch a, you know, a streamer play it when it comes out in a couple of weeks. Um, to, cause it's out on steam now. So this is like the console release. Um, so maybe watch somebody stream it on Twitch or something to see if it's like more your jam could very well be that it is just not for me, but yeah, I struggled with it. I struggled with it. Kind of a bummer. <coughs> um, but I do want to talk about something that is not a struggle. And that is a board game called Boop. Looks so cute. I want to see it this weekend. I'll make this quick. Um, (laughs) John, let me tell you about this game, Boop. Yeah. This game, Boop. Sell it to me. I'm going to sell it to you. That's what we're going to do. We're going to sell it. Because I've already sold it to Amanda because it's got cats in it. So she's like, all right, it's cute. Sure, I uh, you, you sold it to me now. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. All right. So, all right. So it's got cats. It's called Boop because it's all about cats oh jumping God. on a bed and booping each other. So what's really funny about it is the game board is actually a quilted like blanket that you put on top of the board. And so the idea is everybody starts with eight kittens, and you put the kittens on the bed. And when the kittens bounce on the bed, all the kittens that are near them get booped away. Um, and the idea is, but if, if it's going to be booped in a given direction, including diagonals, it can't go if there's something blocking it. So, like, the idea is you, like, want to get, like, a row and then protect it. If you can get three kittens in a row, then you remove your three kittens, put them back in the box. You actually remove them from the game and replace them with three cats. And the cats are cool because kittens can't boop them. Because they're big dogs, you know what I mean? And so the idea is no, what the you want to do is get three cats in a row. So whoever gets the three cats. And if you're playing with younger kids, you can just play with the kittens and not worry about the cat rules. Um, it is freaking adorable. Um, this is from Scott Brady. He's the guy that designed Hughes and Clues, of all things. Uh, which is a party game. Um, Boop is freaking adorable. Um... Keep an eye on their website. If, if this sounds at all interesting to you, look it up all over the place. They're going to sell out fast. Uh, but it is have... sold out. It's um, sold out on the site, but uh, it's $50 on Amazon. It'll be, it, they, they, we know they're going to have more copies next year. Yeah. Um, because they are desperately trying to print some. So uh, we'll have more to talk about when, uh, when uh, it comes out. But boop. It's... That looks so cool. So cute. So cute. And it's got these cute little kitten meeples and then the cat meeples. Forget about it. 
<clears throat> okay. Um, the release calendar is very light. So I'll go through this really quick. Um, first off, no Smurfs Racer this week. They're done. They released it on all the platforms. Um, so we got Just Dance, the, the game franchise that... No, I don't know anyone who plays it, but I know this is one of the best-selling franchises. Like, every year it sells a bunch. Right? Plays it. And there's... I have a friend who's on a Twitch uh, charity stream. Okay. That That's all they do is Just Dances. All right, all right. Uh, listen, we know they're quality games. I True. miss the E3 presentations for Just Dance, though. Oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> because it was always like... It was the the best time. It was one of my favorite times to be on Twitter, um, because like you would hear like the the grumpy people would all be like, "Oh my god, I just want Assassin's Creed, man!" And then we'd be like, "No, we want to watch a bunch of people that don't know what video games are dance to Katy Perry because why not?" I just want I just want fun, okay? And then we're neon and dancing to Jason Derulo or something. Um, so that's True. um so just dance 2023 uh that's november 22nd soccer story it's 20 uh november 29 it's coming to all the consoles it's on pc um now i believe um front mission first <laughs> remake <laughs> amanda do you remember front mission i do i actually never played it so i am kind of psyched for this because it's very much my kind of game. This is... The, the, if I could think of a video game that is the opposite of a Linda game... It's this one. It is Front oh, Mission really? Evolved. Linda, oh, yeah, this, yeah, is a, this is a turn-based strategy mech role-playing game where the details... Are, where it's so detailed that, like, you get to decide, like, where to put, like, heat sinks and, like, what weapons you put on each arm... Uh, and whether it's or not very it has or treads. Wow. You know who loves this game more than anything in the world? Uh, my brother. <laughs> I could see that. My brother. I can very much see Mikey that. Mikey, too. Mikey loves this um, game, too. So uh, this is like, the, this is Linda's anti-game. She's like, it's listen, true. If video games were only this, I wouldn't even look at it. <laughs> um, I true. mean that with love and respect. It, it's just, all good. I just know. It's just not for me. Then that's um, okay. And then speaking of mechs, Gundam Evolution. Remember the shoot, that weird Gundam shooter? That was like... Vaguely? They announced a Gundam hero shooter. And here's the thing. A Gundam hero shooter should have more fanfare than this. Because it's You'd a think. Gundam Wing hero shooter. Which I just may as well have spoken in Portuguese to Linda. That's um, true. But, like, it's gotten away. That is a big brand. Yes. And maybe not, like, the same mainstream success as, like, other, like, anime stuff. But, like, it's Gundam. <laughs> I bet everyone knows what a Gundam looks like, even if they don't know that it's called a Gundam. Like. I mean, I would imagine so. Yeah, I think the, the visuals of what. Because when you think, like, a Japanese robot, you're thinking of. They're not, you're you're, thinking of a yeah. Um, even though yeah. they're not robots, it's complicated. Um, but it's a hero shooter, and it's coming November 30th to all the major consoles. Um, I, I'm going to give it a shot. This is free to play, and I do love me some giant robots. 
it's even true, if they're not technically do. robots, don't come at me in the chat. Season of the Sea Witch coming in here. She said she confirms that Gundam is very popular. Thank you. I knew I was right, but it's good to get confirmation from one of the fact checkers. Um, so it's a light week. Well, I mean, I obviously deleted all the Headshot Central and horror games because for some reason, the weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas is this year is like horror time. Um, I'm mad about that. I mean, no, it's 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 Amanda's season. Um, but for us, this is what we got. Um, True. So, um, to the news, Amanda. Yeah. Did you know you wrote a book? I did. <laughs> she yeah, you did. Real. You did. You wrote a book. I read it. <laughs> oh um, man. I read it. My dudes, I didn't just write one book. I'm in the midst of writing the second one. Wow! Congratulations. Um, Thank you. So this is just going to be our weekly or our bi is it biweekly every other bi-weekly. plug. Amanda wrote a book. Amanda um, wrote a book with another friend of the show who eventually I'll get back on here. She's a busy lady, but we'll get her back on here. We'll get her. In She's here. very busy. Um, she's very busy even for me. I know she's super busy. Remember co-author. I know. Well, I mean, yeah, she's super busy. She's I mean, super I'll, busy. I'll forget. I'll forgive her. Um. So um. I and we'll we'll talk about and now that that's the biggest news I think of the year in gaming Aww. is Amanda's uh, Amanda and Doctor Richard Coward's book. But we did have a little bit of news. Um, we got a trailer for that new Jack Black movie uh, that came out earlier on today um, from uh, Illumination and Nintendo, um, and that is the Super Mario Brothers movie. So, I like that um, we're referring to it as the Jack Black movie. That actually makes me want to see it. Well, I'm doing that because I don't want to aggro you. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> so I'm, buddy. I am being, uh, what I call that is, uh, that we call that in the PR biz, like tactical spin, right? Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not And crazy. in MMOs, we call that tanking. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. Well, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the I'm going to put the link in the chat for those folks that may have missed it. Um, so I was playing World of Warcraft all day, so I didn't realize the trailer dropped. But thank you uh, to Mr. Donaldson for pointing it out to me. John, you watched the trailer. John, was it good? It. I. I. Is it aggressively st- medium. It, it's it's really good, but the, there's there's one key thing that keeps on doing it. It's the music. The music hits because it's so good and so, like, not in your face. It's mm. just playing the nostalgia cues. Oh. And that that's what gives you the feels. That's and, the fatality for everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every exactly. You, you're not expecting it. And then I still don't, I don't want this movie. I'll go see this movie. I don't want this movie. I want my Luigi's Mansion movie. And I, I like, do too. Right? I just want Charlie Day screaming and running away from ghosts. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Like, That's all, I want. all my money. Because it's so perfect. But, uh, you know, Toad with King and Michael Key again, still pitch perfect. And Jack Black again. King and Michael Key. Yeah. Is yeah. Perfection. It's. And, it's it's really well done if we just forget you know who's who we'll be fine 
Just close your eyes. Just let it happen. Take the kids. And it'll be, it'll be fine. <laughs> just forget who, who's in it. And we're fine. Oh, so, I don't, do we have to edit that out in post? <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll, I actually don't know. We'll have a sensitivity reader. No, no, no. Um, anyway, so here. So, it's fun. It's, um, it's going to be a fun ride. So here's the best. So when John mentioned the music, you know what? This is twice this year that I have had. Is it this year? Twice in the last span of time. I don't know time anymore. Um, where music, a specific music riff hit me. Yep. But it wasn't the same music. It was just different. So the first one, the X-Men theme, I have heard twice this year. Um, yep. in various media. I'm not going to spoil stuff. But, like, I've heard the, the X-Men theme from the 1997 cartoon um, played on, like, an electric guitar. Um, and it hit me in both of those instances. It hits. In yeah. ways that I was not prepared for, um, emotionally or physically. Um, and hearing so like the trailer ran and like there was the music and the stuff but when they played when they showed the logo yep. and it was a orchestral instrumental mario theme <laughs> yeah throw my hands up i'm in listen like, like i said who, whoever does is doing the score nailed it nailed just it. nailed it like flat I, out oh my god um i have been so this is this is you know, I, I mean, there are a lot of. It's, it, it is impossible to separate the fact that you know we have a voice actor that there are some folks that have some serious issues with. You can't avoid that. That's why we're calling it a Jack Black movie. Because honestly, I'd watch Jack. Who's a treasure? A um, yeah. I would watch Jack Black in a Witcher movie. And, and no, I'm not, and I'm not talking needs a parody to be... Witcher movie. I'm talking no, about no, 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 straight, straight up, just a Witcher movie. With Jack no, Black as a Witcher. No, no, as Jasper. No, he no, could already play, play the guitar. He could already play the guitar. Come on. Okay, but if he's Jasper, then he needs to just be Jack. He just needs to play himself. <laughs> just literally Jack Black. But what I mean is literally... The Rock could be him. The Witcher. I would the Rock is The Witcher, the two of them. Oh, okay, that would be great. That, you know what? Walk the Rock is a Witcher. Jack Black is his bard. But them playing themselves <laughs> in that universe. Yes. I'll yeah. Watch it. um, it's just Jumanji all over again. So anyway. I'd allow it. Um, I, so this is. Um, I have been waiting. I, I mean, listen. I've had a lot of people come at me about my excitement for this movie because of a problematic actor. And the for me, this is my my. I have been waiting for this movie since I was five, and I'm not going to let one dude ruin it for me. Thankfully, yeah. Jack Black is here. Um, and thankfully, Seth Rogen is here. <laughs> Seth Rogen <laughs> being Donkey Kong hilarious and if this movie is successful that means we get a donkey kong movie with seth rogan as the lead and i feel like that's the movie we deserve and i'm just gonna or 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 the story of why bowser went bad i mean we could do all sorts of stuff but really a donkey kong country movie means that we get cranky kong yeah and I do love Who do you Kong. want as Cranky Kong though? Um, who's Who would you that, cast? Who's the dude that played who's the dude that did um Bernie Sanders on SNL? What's that guy's name? Oh uh Larry David. Yeah, let's get Larry David. Anyway, so 
Um, this movie is coming out in April, I think, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's I'm going to digest Larry David is Cranky Kong. I'm going to need a second. Tell me it's not perfect. Tell me it's not perfect. <laughs> if it wasn't Larry David, I would have I would have asked for Fred Armisen, but he's actually in the Super Mario Brothers movie as the stupid turtle wizard guy. Listen, yeah. <laughs> this movie is going to be absolutely stupid from beginning to end for two and a half hours, and I want nothing more. Um, than this stupid movie. Um, we will obviously talk about it more. There'll be more trailers, etc. Um, we're just going to call it a Jack Black movie because Jack Black I love that is, for a me. Treasure, is a national treasure. Linda, uh, do you have any interest in seeing this movie outside yeah, of the fact absolutely. that you have two boys that just want to watch fart jokes and your husband? <laughs> I mean, that's not... That's not inaccurate either, but no, actually, I do want to see it because I've been slowly getting more and more acquainted with the Mario property and the different characters. Not that I know every one of them, but at least I've probably seen most of them, at least. I, I think the key to this is they're going to make it for you. They're not making right. it for me. There's no reason to make it for me, yeah, but they're making it for that mom that doesn't know enough. That's going to enjoy that. That's what Disney has been doing with Marvel. That's what Disney's been doing with Star Wars. And every like neck beard bro is like, this is the one. This is not my Star Wars. This is not my Marvel comics. It's not for you. It's for that person in the back. Yeah. And that's where they're pitching to. And that's why it's it's gonna kill. Just because number one, it's Illumination, and the oh, the yeah. team behind never this. Miss. Yeah, the team behind this, even when they miss, it's millions of even dollars. Even when they miss, they don't yeah. miss. Yeah. Like, Despicable Me 2 and Minions and the Minions 2. Like, all that, of, all that stuff. Life of Gru should yeah. have absolutely bombed. They yeah. made it with that sense. But it was so good. Yeah, yeah. So it was bad. so good. Yeah. So, I, I will say... I am more excited. So I want to see, as, as excited I am, as I am about the Super Mario Bros. movie, I am more excited to see Linda's reaction and to hear her yeah. come back yeah. and, and give us the review. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You Not as a super Linda fan. That's need. absolutely true because yeah. you're right. Are they shooting for the super fans or are they shooting for everybody else? I mean, the and there's so is, many of us yeah. that are on the fringe. Yeah, We and know they, about it. We know a little bit, yeah. but we're not the target audience usually. Right. And they didn't need to market to me and John. Us yeah. jerks were going to be there no matter what. We were yeah. going to be there no matter what. Because we, even if it was bad, we were going to hate watch it. But the reality is, now that I'm two trailers into this, yeah, you know what? Number one, the, the voice of Mario is not as bad as it could have been. Yep. Is it great? He said the line oh. too. That's the other thing. He said the line. Okay. They 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 hid it from the preview trailer. That was a preview trailer. Yeah. That was not the actual trailer. This was a trailer. That's why let's -a go. That's how it starts. And yeah. you just take off from there down the rainbow road. You watch him get yeah. beat up by Donkey Kong. Everything. Just, oh like, man, that's awesome. And then the map. The ma I've been oh, paused on this map. Googling, trying to see if it's close to any of the maps. It's kind of there with uh, New Super Mario Brothers U. Okay. That that's the closest I but, can find. But they they have a world map. 
Yeah, like, they have a world one map. Of the scenes. And so it just really is, I am, yeah. I needed... Dorky the, as heck. Yeah, I love this it. Is absolutely dorky as heck. I, I, needed the vo- I needed the voice of Mario to be inoffensive, which it is. Yep. And the rest of it, between Jack Black and Key and, and honestly, Anya Taylor-Joy, the voice yeah. of Peach, who, um... The, the thing about the way they characterize Peach, right? Like, she used to be, like, just this stereotypical da- pink dress, damsel in distress. But the way they characterize She was empty. Her, she well, was I, empty. She didn't really serve a purpose other than providing Mario and, therefore, the player with motivation yeah. to kick Donkey Kong in the booty. Which, yeah. it worked. Because we kicked him Which is that, that's but why now, the ending of Odyssey is so good. Because she's like... I don't need either. I don't need I either, spoilers. man. I'm gone. <laughs> but she now, yeah. like canonically, she's the one cannot like when they do Mario Kart stuff, right? Peach yeah. is the one canonically riding a motorcycle. And they gave her a She's halberd in the trailer. In yeah. They gave her a halberd in this trailer, okay? A halberd. You, y'all know I love a good halberd. So yeah. anyway, that is um I'd love to hear some comments in the chat what y'all think about uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Obviously, we will talk about it more as it comes. Um, and we will we will definitely have a review. Um, we don't review movies very often, but we will probably we will definitely be reviewing this one both on the podcast and probably in written form also, among all other stuff because it's the Super Mario Brothers movie. Like if Engage Family Gaming doesn't not. stretch our content rules to review this one, um, this is the exception. Then for I, sure. I, I mean, then I don't know what we're doing. So, um, you guys want to feel old? I always do. Um, I mean, I know we always feel old. This one's, <laughs> this one's particularly interesting. Um, 12 years ago, on November 30th of 2010. Now, this is interesting, right? Because 2010 is both an eternity ago, but also like last week. It's like 10 seconds ago. And this one I brought up partially because it is 12 years ago, which is a long time ago. But I just want to talk about this game. Y'all remember Epic Mickey? I do. Vaguely. Um, the, so Epic Mickey, Linda, do you remember Epic Mickey? I'm looking at the picture. It's vaguely familiar, but I don't really have a lot of connection to it. So, um, (laughs) hardcore, like, this this was an attempt to make it go. An attempt was made. An attempt was made. For like a triple A big budget Mickey Mouse action role playing game that was Mickey doing some stuff in various Disney worlds, and you know, like this was it, it was like Kingdom Hearts with no where they took out the the weird. Japanese RPG stuff. They took Square out of it. They took the Square Enix out of it and replaced it with like like an like an Assassin's Creed or like an old like a or like Ooh. a legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. And like just like a just a an a kind of archaic third person action game. I don't, I know I just called Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver archaic. Don't come at me, Amanda. Um, I'm not besmirching Say anything. the Legacy of Kane game. I am gonna stare daggers at you though. <laughs> you, I know, I know. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hear about that one in text message later. Um <laughs> I'll be like, how dare you say that about my child? But how dare? How dare. So um but 
when they when they inevitably remake it, it will be immaculate, and you know that. But now, but Epic Mickey was like this big thing. It had a huge marketing push. It was a cover of Game Informer. I mean, wild. it like Warren Spector directed Warren Spector, it. I mean, yeah. Oh wow! And then it just didn't. It it just didn't. It didn't. Amanda, did you play it? Yeah, I did. Because of course I did. Yeah, I played it too. It was. I was. It was. It was mediocre. <laughs> it was so media. It was so aggressively medium. Yeah. When what I really wanted and what I really needed was like Kingdom Hearts, but without Square. Yeah, I just yeah. You know, like I really just wish like just they... put all the Disney like pour Disney into it. I'll have you know that. Kingdom Hearts 3 was in development at this time between 2005 and 2018, 19. Oh, the whole thing. That whole thing was. Yeah, like that, that whole thing. That whole thing. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. We'll give you Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. That oh. That or or six different card games. I actually really like Dream Drop Dream. Distance. It's great. Listen, if you, the more you hate really on good. Dream Drop Distance, the internet will come after you. And you know no, no, I actually, the reason why I brought it up is because I actually really like <laughs> Dream Drop Distance, like, a lot. Okay, I'm just saying, if you if, if you say, like, if we evoke that name in a negative light one more oh, time, no. Alexa Ray Korea will come through and kick all of our asses. So we gotta be No, it's okay, she'll text me. Oh, she'll she be will. like, I hear you talking smack. We'll be like, you watch that? We'll be like, you watch that show? And she'll be like, no, I just heard it. The I just heard it through the, through I, the I heard the reverberations through the force. So anyway, so that is 12 years ago, Epic Mickey. Man, the game that could have been, I mean, we could be 15 games deep into that at this point. Oh, if it was we good. could be. Um, but alas, it was not. Um, it was guys, not we did it. We did. We did it. We made it through one more episode of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. Um... So everybody watching, thank you. So uh, I, we certainly appreciate you being here with us. Hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording. Oh, we did get a comment from Mega Mom about the Mario movie. She said she's always happy when Mario doesn't have an awful "quote unquote" Italian accent, but she is biased. Um, a lot of us are. Um, I'm biased towards good voice acting. Um, I'm excited. She's excited to see it. Looks like Toad and Bowser are done well. They are, in fact. Um, so thank you for that comment. Um, as I said, next week I'll be back with a stream. Who knows? Maybe I'll be doing some dragon flight, maybe. Ooh. Ooh. Um, show you what them Dagrons look like. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. I love Dagrons. Um, who doesn't love Dagrons? So, um, and then the week after that will be a very special episode of the Engage Family Gaming Podcast, our final of the year before we take our two week hiatus at the end of the year so we can enjoy the the holidays. Um, we're gonna talk about our games of the year. So um everybody hope you have a great night we will see you next week and um until next time don't forget get your family game on bye guys bye everybody Music for the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast is 
Android Sock Hop by Kevin McLeod. An audio production by Six Pack Nerds Productions.